Bella, running amidst the trees. Who's there? I said as I stood in my head. And nobody answered me. Rangers. This was supposed to be part of the water-based vehicle episode, but between it and the amount of information that we gave on the water-based vehicles, um, it was running very, very long. So I split this one out. This is just a, an extra quickie for you to hold you over until I get the water-based one finished, because that one's running a bit long and it's taking me a bit longer than I had anticipated. So enjoy this little mini-episode on the middle campaign and stay tuned in a couple of days for the water-based vehicles we finished up what i considered the early campaign with a really big climatic battle between the french pirates uh they were assaulting the earth prime platform literally firing 22 millimeter shells through the portal and exploding them within the dome of the um, uh, hatsumi base and they ended up getting that 30 foot wide combat platform that huge thing actually blown off the fringe platform through a uh, very clever device that was actually put together uh, by the victorians they managed to uh, make a convert a coal car the coal tender that was behind their road train and actually put rockets in it and fired the thing at it so that it would create a uh, shaped charge, and it actually hit the vehicle and slid it sideways right across the platform and out into the inner uh, dimensional space where it disappeared in a big flash of light, and they won the day. So uh, that was a big, exciting finish for our uh, early campaign, and so now we uh, are starting our next campaign, which is set six years later. Uh, we're, uh, or five years later, is six years into the campaign. What some people consider to be the uh, mature exploration phase of the Fringeworthy timeline. As such, most of the, a lot of the information is known about the Fringe Pass. Pretty much uh, anything that has a DC uh, tw- uh, 35 or less to know about the uh, special crystal functions are known. Uh, they have quite a few more crystals than they did before, yet still not enough for them to just have a crystal to walk around with all the time. Uh, those are still pretty much being spread around Earth. But the characters are now 10th level. Uh, we had we, Most of the people just took their characters and moved them up in levels, though some people created some new ones. Uh, and that, with the fringe-worthy uh, training package, effectively makes them in D20 parlance a, uh, a level 12 character, an ECL of 12. So they're pretty powerful people. I was surprised that uh, most of their skills weren't higher. What we see is a lot of really high skills, one or two, but mostly they're in the middle range of uh, maybe eight or nine or, or something like that. But uh, my son's character actually has a 19 in craft structural because of uh, good application of skills in the uh, smart using uh, some of the, uh, the talents that are under the smart thing. So... He's uh, ready to build pretty much anything. 
they need it built. He's got it ready. So, uh, and that's good because they're always needing things built out there on the fringe pass. So that works for him. So is his character's name Norm Abrams, or <laughs> his name is Sam, his character's name is Sam Kane, and most of the campaign he has basically been the guy with a shotgun who shoots at things. But he's uh, and he still has a shotgun and he still does try to shoot at things. But now he's with his really high structural skill. Hopefully he'll be able to uh, do some other things that are even more interesting. So, but uh, most of the other characters are. Uh, uh, like I said, they each, I tried to encourage each of them to say, look, you know, find out what the other character is doing. You know, use the ideas we talked about earlier in the roles for a good team and make sure each person kind of has good things uh, that they can do that other people can't do. So we have one person who's a really good medic and we have somebody else who's uh, doing hopefully better in the negotiation aspect. But it still seems a little uh, combat heavy, but that's probably the influence of the D20. So, uh, but because they've gotten into a, quite a few combats since uh, we've gone into the uh, the new campaign. And but the nice thing about the D20 Modern is that uh, if they do some serious damage to somebody, it almost always uh, triggers the uh, roll to see if someone gets knocked out. And most of the time, they haven't had to kill people. They've just been able to disable them and knock them out for a period of time and move on, which makes them much more heroic and uh, much less bloodthirsty because uh, they they know that they don't have to kill people in order to uh, neutralize them as a threat. So, uh, uh, dealing with the middle campaign real quick, because, you know, just for the listeners out there who have either never done it or considered doing it or have done it and... and weren't really sure, you know, what direction and what things they should have to do. What's going to make the middle campaign different from, say, later campaign and early campaign? Well, the biggest difference is is that they know the Mellor are there. We've gone past the point where they have run into the Mellor and the Mellor slaughtered a whole team somewhere. They actually know there's a threat out there that might be something for them to run into. They're also high enough level that I don't have to pull punches as far as the Mellor. Uh, in the first campaign, they ran into them a couple of times, but they either were very low, least Meller, or they were higher level Meller who were hiding and just trying to encourage the team to come back and, 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 and be the important person to the team so that, uh, uh, when they brought more and more people through, then they'd be able to have a better chance at, uh, uh, grabbing somebody and, and taking their form and, and, and going back onto the fringe pass. So uh, they've also run into some old Meller that they didn't realize were old Meller because they were so well disguised. So Meller is a big part of it. Uh, that we're going to see the Meller quite a bit more than we did before. Uh, we're also going to be expecting them to deal with a lot more um, serious situations. I mean, uh, uh, before they, they they still had to deal with important things, but with the ability to have the skill levels that they have now, there's going to be a lot less well okay, if you don't do this, then there's another workaround. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more strict on that. But it also means they can do greater things. They can do things that are much more awesome. Uh, they're going to be able to, as they say, they come into an area, they get trapped somewhere. Well, we got somebody with a 19 skill level in structural crafting. He's going to be able to build uh, fortresses. He's going to be able to uh, put together uh, buildings and, and barricades and build bridges if necessary. He's going to be prepared to provide solutions that the lower-level characters never even would have thought of as being available unless they went back to IDED and got one of those special uh, vehicles that actually was a, 
like a bridge building vehicle. Uh, now these these characters are much more reliant on themselves, and uh, they also have better equipment. Uh, we don't have to worry about what does or doesn't work on the fringe pass. They pretty much have worked through a lot of the problems. The vehicles work right. They still have to deal with the issues about the everything going flat when they go on the French path with no electricity and things like that. But now when they get to the other side, they've got uh, power packs that run off of fuel cells and things like that so they can get power almost immediately, even though they might have to wait 10 minutes for their electronics to come back. But they still have something going on. They can set up a perimeter. They can fire off simple taser-type devices. Um, you know, they've got stuff that now works reliably, and they don't have to think too much about uh, those kinds of minutiae on their exploration, they can spend more time looking at the big picture, which is what I really want them to do. I want to start creating more heroic-type situations. Right, and plus they don't have to do as much discovering on worlds now, right? I mean, like when you send them someplace, you're probably more free to give them more information about the world. And, and I mean, you don't have to. They could go to, you know, if you want to run a mission where they don't know anything, you can still do that, of course. I mean, that's <laughs> that's obvious. Right. But the fact that you could send them to a world where they know a lot about it and, you know, things have already been set up. They already have contacts. And, you know, even if the whole world doesn't know that the French Pass exists, they have people that they can get in contact with. Like, for example, the um, the adventure where you go to uh, America where Russia has taken over. Yeah. Uh, they could go there and maybe you could actually really run that where they literally free America or something in, in, in those terms because they have contacts and everything's mm-hmm. been set up. Or they could set up an assault on an actual Russian uh, base uh, or a small place where they've got prisoners held and actually right. re- really re- believe that they can pull this off. You know, right. they, they have the skill level to be able to effectively throw grenades or use their automatic weapons and, and uh, not worry about whether or not they're going to be successful at actually doing it or not. It's pretty yeah. guaranteed that they're going to be able to tactically do these things. Really, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I also noticed that they're not afraid to move away from the fringe pass anymore. Before, they had a tendency to want to hang close to the portal in case they had to dodge back into it. Now that they're higher level, they're a little bit more confident. Uh, they, you know, they, matter of fact, they <laughs> they're hundreds of miles away from the fringe portal right now on the adventure they're going through. We talked about this earlier. It's the world in which, for some reason. Um, there's some kind of a, a strange polarization between the people in America. Some people have gone totally super thin, um, and other ones have gone totally fat. And they've actually created a, uh, a war. Uh, the, the, uh, free Wisconsin has, tried, has seceded from the Union because they want to be fat, and, and we don't want the, the rest of the United States telling me that they, they can't eat all the food they want to eat or, they, or that they're ugly for having a couple extra pounds on them than the skin and bones that the rest of the country has become. And this is actually um, a scenario that was originally uh, suggested to me by James Buchanan. Uh, who okay. does, a lot of, uh, does a lot of writing on the uh, fringe uh, news groups. And so uh, I, I have run this once before, and these guys are doing it totally different. And that's exciting for me because I'm like, I had I was not planning on you going this direction. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's uh, we play every other Sunday at 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock. So if anybody out there uh, wants to get in on this game, we do accept people through Skype. So you can join the game if you want to. So I'm lo- looking forward to uh, what's going to come. Awesome. Well, that, that sounds really cool. Yeah, our group is currently playing Savage Worlds, and we're going to be testing the Savage Worlds Fringeworthy 
in the near like in the very near future so that's moving on which is which is always a good thing i mean you know um it, we're not you know we're not abandoning d20 but the point of the matter is is that you know we want to expand a little bit and get more people in and um so if you're if you're not a d20 fan and you want to try something else you know we'll be having that as well right well we like i said we are always consider ourselves to be system agnostic and we right. had to have a system you know so we chose d20 modern because at the time it was a good choice and i still think it's an excellent system but there's a lot of people out there that really like savage worlds and i'm like hey you know, if you guys are willing to do the work to uh, change Fringeworthy into a Savage World version, I'm real happy to promote it too. So, uh, and, and Blix and John, you guys are really pushing on it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Thank you.